Live to tape. Welcome to Millennials Season 2, Episode 19. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. I'm Laura. And I'm Matt. We have two graduates among us. And they are definitely not Matt and I. <laughs> no, because we're men. <laughs> what does that mean? Congrats, Laura and Elisa, on both graduating the past week. That's wonderful. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. How does it feel to graduate? Tell Matt and I. Yes. It feels like... Please, let us, let us live <laughs> it. It feels like indentured servitude, like I just spent $80,000 on a piece of paper. Um, did they other actually, than that, I mean... <laughs> did they actually give you anything during your ceremony, Elisa? <laughs> No, I didn't get shit. I got I got flowers. That's the mo- they're make- most expensive roses I've ever gotten in my life. And you got some Facebook likes. Yeah, but you know you got a nice hat. <laughs> yeah, but we had to pay for that. <laughs> but you know, like here's yeah, like, but it's still here, nice. Here's the thing. So like during most normal graduation ceremonies, they give you like an empty diploma holder because it takes them a couple months to print up your diploma. So like when they give it to you mm. on the stage, it's like they're giving you a diploma, but not. Well, yeah. Columbia couldn't even be bothered to do that. They gave us instead a <gasps> pin, like a little like dollar store looking pin that we could pin on our robes. And we were all just oh, like, OK, no. <laughs> you should have just stabbed them in the eye with it. I'm like, I don't it, need this. That 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 whole that whole thing about not giving you your actual diploma at graduation is so stupid to me because it's like. You know, you you graduated on time. Can they get your diploma together on time? No. Why do they do yeah, that? Like, to make sure you've graduated like, before they waste their time yeah, getting it printed? All they have to do is just have them printed. Well, technically, you can actually walk take a day. commencement without graduating because it's still oftentimes your grades aren't in by the time graduation comes. So I actually know people who've walked commencement at their colleges and then not graduated. Huh. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. But you weren't one of those people. I was not, no. I hope I not. You were one of those you were one of those people with green hair at your graduation, but if I if I look at your photo, it looks like it was photoshopped. Yeah, so this fucking pisses me off. Okay, this is some Ivy League bullshit right here. So the week before I graduated, I got my hair dyed green. I look like a Marvel superhero, according to Elisa. And I was super excited to have this for my graduation. Um, they had professional photographers there at the event. And yesterday they sent me a link to my graduation photos in which they photoshopped my hair brown. <laughs> I'm fucking pissed. Did you call the photographer and ask what the hell? Uh, not yet. I'm too lazy. That's like something that you do for like high school like class pictures. You don't do that for a graduation for your master's. Right. I was like, clearly I wanted it to be that color. Right. You really should speak to them. I mean, that's like censorship or something. I know. That's wrong. It just fucking figures. Whatever. Hashtag green hair rights. (laughs) Anyway. Well, your hair looks great. Thank you. Uh, Matt, you were in San Diego for a Beyonce concert. How was that? It was pretty amazing, yeah. I gotta say. No, it was it was honestly an amazing experience. Um, I uh, th- I I live in L.A., but uh, the reason why I wanted to go to San Diego <laughs> was that um, the 
the venue in San Diego has about 25,000 less seats than the venue I have in here in LA. But, um, no, it was great. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm laughing at this is such a like a super fan commentary. I went to the venue that was two hours further away from my house because it was smaller, more intimate event. <laughs> you know, this is pretty rich coming from someone who flies oh, no. across the entire country. Oh, no, I know. And that's why I'm laughing. Bruce Springsteen. I would do this as well. I would do this as well. It's just funny. Well, you did, though. I mean, you did see the her concert, too. You saw it in L.A. Yeah, I went to the Rose Bowl. I I did not drive down to San Diego. And yeah, it was it was good. You know what? You know what kind of bothered me about it, though? It's not the full songs. It's like all these little samples of the songs. She sang 30 songs. Yeah. Well, yeah. 30, 30 half songs. Beyonce's not going to sing a full song. (laughs) Why not? What? Because she has so many songs to sing. She has a a shit ton. Yeah. Well, I I get it. I get why. It's like a show perspective. It's it's for the show. And that's... But, you know, okay, but she didn't sing all the songs completely, but she did sing a couple. I mean, not not a couple, but she sang a good amount. There are songs that she she stopped or she skipped a chorus for, but... Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it was still fucking amazing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I, I got drunk, so that was fun. Yeah, I was. That was on something. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> she really delivers, and uh, it really kind of goes to show, like, why people say like she is one of the the best entertainers of our generation. Mm-hmm. Elisa, since you've been off these past two weeks, we need to get a couple of updates from you before we move into hidden from the headlines and news. The last time we spoke with you. Trump was not the presumptive nominee. Cruz and Kasich still existed. So so how are you feeling now? How are you holding up? God, how long have I been off this show? Um you know, the Trump this whole Trump situation reminds me of like you 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 wake up one morning and you feel like a weird cramp in your side and everyone's telling you like, "Oh no, don't worry about it. It'll be fine." You know, and you just get through the day and it gets worse and worse, and finally you go to the doctor, and it turns out it's cancer. Except, like, our body in this case is the American Republic, and the cancer is Donald Trump, and it's time <laughs> we really take that very seriously. Yeah. I, I feel like it's way past time. Like, if if, if, if at this point we're still kind of laughing about it, like, oh, it could never happen, then we're, like, we're the fools. In the words of George Bush, fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> Fool me twice. I don't know uh, what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> but, um, it's just, I, I will say though, like that, like the need to take it seriously aside, I was kind of surprised when Cruz dropped as quickly as he did because there yeah. was a lot of people were saying that he was going to contest this at the convention and he was going to try he and was like saying that. I'm sorry? He was saying it too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was saying mm-hmm. it. Um, I mean, a lot of people I know who are, you know, work for the RNC were saying that. So we were all really taken aback by it. But I mean, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Well, fuck what indeed. are your thoughts on? I, actually, we we haven't really even really talked about this. But like, what are your guys' thoughts on Donald Trump posing as uh, John Miller as as a publicist? Yeah, that was um, that was that was weird. I thought, I thought, I think it's, it definitely sounds like him just based on the words he uses on the call. That's what confirmed it to me because his voice doesn't really sound like him. Granted, it was like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way, just the way he spoke, you could, you could tell it was, it was him. Yeah. And he, and he admitted also to it. admitted it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
He yeah. said it was a joke. It's obviously him, but I'm kind of annoyed that everyone even gives a shit. Okay, so he poses as somebody on a telephone call X number of years ago. We can't find anything else to pin this guy for? He's a psychopath. Why do we keep talking about this? Like, I understand that it's a controversy or whatever, but like, he, like, two months ago, he's like, oh, kick out all the Muslims. Like, why is that not on our radar anymore? But this phone call is. Well, every time he says something crazy, you think that, oh, this is gonna, this is gonna do it. This is gonna be end of Trump. Or at least that's how I used to think. But now it's like nothing can stop him. Nothing. Everything that, has happened to donald trump that the media and the public has thrown at him for any other candidate it would have torpedoed into oblivion but not literally nothing could destroy donald trump at this point i think a good sex scandal might be able to i don't think so anything else no no i think i I think think much like a cockroach donald trump could survive a nuclear holocaust interesting interesting analogy Mm -hmm. um someone just needs to turn on the lights So, uh, one other, one other thing we had, we had a patron request, Elisa real quick. Uh, she wanted to know, Amanda wanted to know your thoughts on the Ilvermorny house names. Oh, oh, I just wish she wouldn't like, you don't want houses. You don't want anything North America. No, I, I I wish that she wouldn't. These are terrible. They're just, they're terrible names. And I feel like it's sort of just copying Hogwarts Uh and I wish that. If there was going to be an American school, that's great. That's fine. But it needs to be something different. It needs to be a little bit more original. Then what the fuck? I don't even remember what the names are other than the fact that I'm apparently like a troll creature or something. <laughs> whatever whatever the Hufflepuff, like however that translates over, it turns out that I have like green, smooth skin and <laughs> I'm a troll. Well. It's like you puck know, I, wedgie, I, right? Yeah. 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 Or horned serpent. Like, it's a description. Like, this was my chance, guys. This was my (laughs) chance. I've been a fucking Hufflepuff for years and I have to live with that. And now I could, and now I come to America and I'm thinking, okay, this is like the land of the free, home of the brave. I'm going to get some, like, finally some badass shit. And it turns out I'm a troll. <laughs> it turns out we're co- we're contestants on Legends of the Hidden Temple. It's even worse than being a Hufflepuff. I I think that we will once we learn more about these, once they're formalized, once J.K. Rowling shares more information, we'll be feeling better about them. I mean, really, we haven't felt better about any new phrase from the Wizarding World. All right, well, we're we're caught up with Lisa now. Unless you have anything else to add, has anything else been bugging you these past couple weeks? Uh, the fact that I haven't been on the show. Aw, uh, uh, good answer. Yeah, I, I think that's what I'm supposed to say. I'll have to check with my publicist. <laughs> yeah, we sent you that email. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. Uh, I, I think we want to talk about this story, though. This is our Hidden from the Headlines for this week, and I have no idea why it's not being covered uh, at all. But just this past week, there was a massive oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico, about 100 miles south of Louisiana. And 90,000 gallons of oil has spilled out so far. The crazy thing about this, first of all, it should come as a surprise to nobody that this is um, shell oil. And, but this isn't from our oil rig. This is actually just a standard oil pipeline underneath of the ocean floor, and it burst, and no one knew about it. 
It was leaking for days, and Shell didn't know. Nobody knew until a random helicopter, like a military helicopter, was flying over, and they saw 90,000 gallons of oil floating on the surface and thought, that's kind of weird. And they called it in. So that's how we found out. There was, like, no safety mechanisms. There was no alarm that went off. It's just gushing oil, and um, thankfully... They've cleaned most of it up from from the surface, and because it's a hundred miles out from the shore, it's not going to impact you know shoreline marine life. But obviously, it will still impact the the greater ecosystem. So, um, but I, I'm really surprised that I haven't seen anything about this. Have you guys? No, maybe, no, maybe if really. the oil floated to New Orleans, then then we would be hearing about it. Yeah, I know I Anderson it. Cooper loves Nola. I saw it on Reddit, but that was not even for an, a full day. Like, it wasn't even on the top front page. It reminds you, you know, the, a few of the uh, presidential candidates are, are reminding us about our crumbling infrastructure. And that's a good reminder of this. I mean, here in L.A., you see stories all the time, not about gas pipes breaking. Well, there have been those. They're just um, not sexy stories. No, but the the water pipes, the water mm-hmm. pipes under the city break all the time. And mm-hmm. it's because they're old as hell and they're not upgraded. And I'm sure this happens all around the country, too. And But this is a... And, of course, you know, if water... If a, a water pipe bursts, it, it's not necessarily going to damage the environment like an oil mm-hmm. spill, of course. Um, but it's just reminders that all these pipes under the ground right now are really all old as hell. Yeah. I think part of it is, too, that... Um, people don't see the long lasting effects of these types of oil spills. Like I'm thinking back to the BP oil spill in 2010 in the Gulf of Mexico that was fucking horrendous, but people go to those beaches now and they look okay to kind of the naked eye. But like, I grew up on those beaches and I know for a fact that if you dig into the sand, like a foot and a half, two feet down, you will find fucking tar balls from that oil spill. And there was this species of Kikino shell that lived on, um, on, on the entire Gulf Coast. Really, really beautiful, um, like little shells that live in the surf and they're gone. They're completely oh. gone at this point. And I just think that people, they hear these stories and they stick in their mind for the 24 hour news cycle and then they're gone because they're not hearing about the long term effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I actually want to ask you guys, I want you guys to guess a number, okay? So there's been X number of oil spills in the past four years. Um, what do you think that figure is? Worldwide? No, or just like- in the United States. Hmm. Actually, no, I'm lying. Just in the Gulf of Mexico alone. Well, if we're including all of them, I, I, it's probably, I'm going to guess like 110. Okay. I was I was going to say somewhere in the in the 200 to 300 range. Okay. Matt? F- 15,000. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd go really low like You five. guys yeah, you kind of steal the thunder here a little bit. 100 <laughs> 147 oil spills in the Gulf of Mexico alone. Um and that's there you with, go, Andrew. Yeah, yeah Andrew was close. If you, you win if this is like price is right. Um, oh, I was doing worldwide. Oh, okay. Sure <laughs> yeah. you are. Too My late. Fault. 
But that's still a lot. 147 oil spills just in the Gulf alone. That's still that's that's a lot. Yeah. And I mean, we have like nobody talks about any of them pretty much. 147 oil spills and that's 500,000 gallons of oil. And that's listen, this is that's just in the past 4 years, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty significant. I think the fact that it was contained is when like no one really gave a shit. No matter like what the long-term effects or even short-term effects of it are they there's nothing really to report they think because it's technically contained so let's move on to some other news uh we're gonna start with a developing story uh a plane went down it uh a plane went down (laughs) yeah wow andrew A a plane went down wednesday uh on a route between paris and egypt 66 people were on board the flight. It was an Airbus A320. It was Egypt Air, that airline. And th- so this story is still very new. Details were ch- will change probably by the time you listen to this. But the-, the latest development is that they thought they found some wreckage. And Egypt Air officially even said, hey, we found some wreckage. We're sorry to all the loved ones. You know, basically confirming that they found a crashed plane. Well... Turns out that wasn't true. When researchers got close to the debris found in the Mediterranean Sea, they realized it didn't come from the missing airliner. So now, as of right now, as of Thursday night, it's still technically missing. So scary situation. It 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 may be terrorism. Uh, Donald Trump is already calling it terrorism, but um, because it's easier to say that. Yeah, well, and he gets more voters that way too. (laughs) Just blaming terrorists. of course, it's it's a it's a it's a very real possibility, and it's kind of become the norm, hasn't it? We were talking about this in our private Facebook group this morning. Yeah, I was. I I've just decided to never fly again because this was this used to be a rarity. It used to be genuinely, you know, it, it was an anomaly to for for a plane to go down or to go missing, and now it's like, oh, what day is it? It's it's Wednesday. We're overdue, and I, I I'm not. I'm just not doing it. But the thing is, is that a lot of these have been happening in like in Asia and and now more like the Middle East and Africa. Um, They don't have the kind of TSA regulations that America has, or at least even Western Western uh, countries. Well, the thing to point out, though, is this this Air Egypt flight left from Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris. And that airport has extremely strict security. That's what I hate about this. Paris. This happened in Paris. This terrorism essentially happened in Paris. So uh, that that is very scary. I mean, it certainly doesn't make me feel comfortable about flying to London in two weeks. We also don't know exactly what happened either. So no, of course we don't. You know, maybe maybe it could have been a a true plane accident. We remember that flight where the stupid pilot like wanted to off himself, so he decided to flying to the side of a mountain. A year or two ago, or that, flight MH370 or whatever the number is. Yeah, it's still that lost. we still don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's that's been, because that flight is now. in. It's it went into a black hole. I don't know if you saw that episode of Don Lemon, but um, oh, he did, answered yeah. that one for us. No, well, I mean the, he'll the be the asking only that thing, question tonight. <laughs> I would say the only thing that we know at this point, right, is that the radar is showing that the plane made a bunch of really sharp turns. And pitches right before it went down, correct? 
Yes, it did. It did drop dramatically. I did read yeah. that at one point. So, so you're suggesting it's well. They seem to think it's very likely that it was a bomb. Oh, a bomb. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, not good. But not Laura, you brought no. up a good point earlier when we were talking about this, and you were saying that if it was terrorism, this doesn't really have the same tenor as most terrorist attacks. Yeah. So when I first heard that they thought it might be terrorism, I was a little confused because just over my lifetime, I've been used to seeing acts of terror trying to be very almost, and I hate to use this word, but like almost very spectacular and very bombastic in that they're doing things in very, yeah, in very public, urban, um, highly populated areas. And the idea of crashing a plane in the ocean doesn't really seem like their MO. But of course, right. you know, there are just a million possibilities to explain why that might have happened if it was terrorism. So we're just going to have to wait yeah. and see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 9-11, they purposely did that in the 9 a.m. hour because yep. of shows like the Today Show and whatnot. They mm-hmm. purposely did it in New York because, you know, it's very very symbolic of America. They purposely flew into the World Trade Centers. It was just very, it was extremely well orchestrated down to what time the planes would crash. So, so it would be covered on all mm-hmm. the, all the, all the channels, all the programs. Yeah. And going off that too, that, you know, the attack in Paris and, you know, the 9-11 attacks, uh, that we did get, like, a terrorist organization who did, like, take responsibility for it, too. And we haven't heard anything from any of the organizations. And it's been right a- almost a full day, and no one has claimed responsibility of this as being a terrorist attack. So that mm-hmm. could be a good indication that maybe this wasn't exactly a well-conceived uh attack from like isis or other terrorist organizations maybe it was right. one of those lone lone terrorists maybe maybe associated with isis loosely could be you know that that's what has the been san bernardino here in Amer- exactly yeah these these lone terrorists ro- going rogue kind of doing it on their own anyway yeah well, i think we're just gonna have to, to wait and again. see Elisa, how serious are you about not flying anymore? Like, are you kind of kidding? Or I'm like 80% serious. Is that yeah. why all of our trips now are coming to you? <laughs> yes, that's why for for the election, you guys, you you assholes are getting on the plane. I'll, <laughs> fucking, I'll pick you up in my car. Oh, I get to fly to DC? Sounds great. Yeah. Like, legitimately, you're going to love no it. No terrorist would want to be on a flight to DC. I don't know. DC is not that significant of a city or anything. Um... <laughs> It's not during an, a a pretty good event or anything. No, it's it's not like it's it's not like it's a you know an important election in an important city. You'll be fine. That's why. That's why my new car actually actually. Have you guys heard of those aqueducts? What are they called? Something ducks like they can ride on the road and in the water. Yeah, I've they're, seen they're like in Seattle and Philly and stuff. So my car can do that, and that's actually how I'm getting to London now. I just decided. Okay. That's why I bought a new car. Mm-hmm. But you're in California. Yeah. Well, I'm going to drive it over to, like, New York, and then boat the rest of the way. I will paddle my ass in a <laughs> box. Um, before you fly. That's definitely before safer. I fucking fly. Listen, it, it, it feels like it. Yeah. You know what? You guys want to know something? The What was that attack? Um, the terrorist attack? Gosh. About a month ago? abroad it was what? it was a big Which one. one two months ago yeah i know right <laughs> anyway well after that after that it got a lot of you know media attention here after that my dad texted me he's like you know you really shouldn't go over to london 
and 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 you shouldn't you shouldn't go to the Bruce Springsteen concert because he thinks terrorists are going to bomb the London Bruce Springsteen concert because it's like you know blowing up the the big American hero. And he's right. I think it is a great target for terrorists, but I'm still going. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, you should still go. You can't let these assholes stop you from living your life. And if you exactly. are too afraid to fly or you're too afraid to go to big events that you would normally otherwise go to, then you let them win. Right. And then what's the point of living if you're always living in fear? Right. That's what I told my dad, who who lives in fear and hasn't flown in forever. I mean, I'll be alive. I, I'll be alive to see the next season of Orphan Black. So <laughs> yeah, I'll I've be been... alive. But have you have you actually lived? I... Oh my god, are we talking about Orphan Black? I'll be super alive in my bed in Netflix while you guys are losing limbs. That's fine. <laughs> I've been joking to my dad. I'm like, Dad, I'll make it to Becca's wedding in October. I may be missing a leg, but I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I may be there in oh spirit only. I may be there as a literal specter but that'll be fine i may be there as a picture (laughs) (laughs) as a picture surrounded by candles that will be how i arrive a hybrid uh, a wedding funeral hybrid would be kind of cool you'd be great yeah she can carry you wouldn't even be there to enjoy it just you know how they usually like throw out rice at the end of the wedding it'll just be your ashes instead (laughs) this episode's gonna be awesome when i die in london and then you guys can all play it and anderson cooper can listen to it hey anderson (laughs) <laughs> Love you. Okay, so let's watch some other news. <laughs> All right. So this. <laughs> so oh President Obama just announced a new executive action that's going to change U.S. labor law as of December 1st. Under this action, more than 4 million salaried employees will be eligible for overtime pay. Currently, only salaried employees making less than $23,700 a year are eligible, but now, anyone making less than $47,500 a year will be eligible. So the Obama administration says that this move is going to increase wages nationwide by about $1.2 billion a year. Uh, pretty, pretty significant. And the reason they were, the reason that he's doing this is partly because there's been no movement on minimum wage. And so he feels like the least they could do is make overtime a reality for more Americans. And currently, for example, let's say that you were only making $25,000 a year and you were working 60 hours a week. If you're on salary, that's just what you get. Um, And that's it. You're not the the 20 hour difference between 40 hours and 60. You don't get Mm -hmm. extra for that. Uh, but now, under this new rule, you know, the threshold is increased. And so if you are making anything less than $47,000, your employer has to pay you overtime. Uh, so right. it's, 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 it's a pretty big deal and, uh, it's getting a lot of flack. There's a lot of debate on it, but what, what are you guys' like initial reactions? I know a couple people who are salaried and uh, work a lot of extra hours, my boyfriend included. And, um, I think this is great because if you're if you're working these long hours, like Mike in particular works works um, a couple nights a week on occasion during the busy season with his job, uh, you should be getting paid for it. I mean, come on, it, it seems really stupid. I think that that people, um, if you're salaried, are, are not getting paid for this extra time you're putting in. So I I'm all about it. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I, I have think- a f- um I have a friend who. Um, is a restaurant manager, and he was talking on Facebook the other day about how he makes 32k a year, but he works 60 hour work weeks. 
mm-hmm. yeah. which is insane yeah. to be making yeah. that little money for putting in that many hours. So this is going to make a huge difference for him and his family. Yeah, I think really it's the uh, the hospitality industry, the uh, the food and beverage industry, and uh, the retail industry too. That's really going to be um, influenced on this, and it does make me nervous though. Uh, for what's going to what the repercussions of this is going to be for like the the staff and 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 other employees that will benefit from this from what like the companies are going to do in retaliation for it what can what could they do though because they can't get rid of the people they still need the people working these hours are they gonna because 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 it's 47 five or less so Mm -hmm. so yeah, I don't well, know they say I'm- they say that they could they the, the the argument against this is that they'll still have to keep the same number of employees, but maybe they won't hire more. So mm. now we're going to see a stagnation in in people being hired. So their you know job growth oh. will slow down. People said uh, that I mean, about listen, Obamacare too. I know, I know, I know. But like, listen, in all fairness, like, I, I support this as well. But in fairness, this is a pretty serious regulation. Even Democrats have been historically opposed to regulating labor law this way. I mean, as far back as, I mean, forever, but even as recently as Clinton, the party platform has been very stringently, no, we're going to pass laws. We're in favor of regulation if it's like the environment or healthcare, but labor laws, eh, we can't really justify that. And this is executive action. This is just like him laying down the hammer, man. Like there's, there's no legislating in this process. So it is kind of, it is kind of heavy handed. Even if you support it, and I do, it is very heavy handed. But a lot of people are going to be appreciative, I, I hope. I think. Well, and and also to be fair, the White House acknowledges in their statement they said, "Listen, we know there's going to be some people out there who are going to have their hours cut as a result of this." Um, mm. But that's not necessarily a terrible thing for some people. It will be, but for other people, the idea is that you free up time for yourself to you can either work a second job or you can go and. And acquire new skills. You can go back to school. You can go train yourself and advance and not have to be stuck in a shitty position your whole life. Yeah. So their, their argument is we understand that some people might not be working as much and might be taking a bit of a salary cut. Maybe. But even then, like you're freeing up your life to go do other things that could advance yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Carrying over this theme of working across the pond, France is considering a bill that would make it illegal to send or receive work emails after regular business hours. The legislation would only apply to companies with more than 50 employees to ensure small businesses and startups are still permitted to put in the work necessary to advance. But large companies would be forced to respect their employees' downtime, um, say the proponents who argue that the law would put the responsibility of balancing work on bosses rather than on employees. So this is really interesting. I love this. Well, we've spoken mm-hmm. about life work balance before. Mm-hmm. I think this is great. <laughs> it's, it's just amusing that they would go this far to make it illegal. Like that's, all, a- that's very strong. I am totally mm-hmm. in support of this, but I want to kind of play devil's advocate here a little bit. So, How does this work in our increasingly global world where we're connected to people on the other side of the planet? 
So like if I run a business and a lot of my clients are in China, but then I'm not allowed to check my email at night, how do I talk to my clients? You yeah. you talk to them. I mean, the conversation may move slower, but you worry about it the next day. Yeah, but the next day is their night. And then they worry about it the next day. But that's your <laughs> night and you can't email. <laughs> no, but I'm I'm saying the conversation will move slower, but it will move just just slower. I think this is this is a little too talk about heavy handedness. I think this is a little too heavy handed for me personally. I think it's one thing to incentivize bosses to consider work-life balance. I think, for example, you can do what Obama did and, and you know, create better wages for overtime. So they could be, France could be saying, all right, like after our emails are going to count as overtime, that counts as working and you have to pay your people twice as much for that. Now you're still allowed to do it. You still have the option. And if you are working in like a global firm, like Laura's pointing out, you know, you can you can do it. You can keep pace with the rest of of the world, mm-hmm. um, but you're going to be compensated for it. I, so, so bosses still have an incentive to consider you and to consider work life balance. But at least it's not just straight up illegal. That seems a little weird to me, to be honest. Well, I, this really reminds me of that movie, The Devil Wears Prada with Anne Hathaway being constantly told what to do by her boss, even when she's at home or constantly just working. And she, which, which, which allows her not to have like any space for, you know, a life outside of work. Well, it is important to point out that this bill is going into France's Senate right now. So it, it hasn't been passed yet. So it's still, under consideration, and I suppose there is an opportunity, you know, a chance that this won't ultimately make it through their Senate. Um, but yeah, I just can't imagine how this would work for any kind of globally connected company. I mean, the people that the, the 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 article I read about this actually was even saying that the 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 sector that's probably going to be impacted by this the most is the nonprofit sector, because most nonprofits. Uh, at least, you know, the major ones, of course, they do have more than 50 employees and nonprofits by their very nature don't pay very much and they sort of demand long hours. I mean, people are stretched very thin, but it's rewarding. You're doing something that you're passionate about and they definitely send emails and work after hours all the time. And so it's kind of going to impact the very sector that we admire and rely on so much. I mean, if you know, the fucking Red Cross or Doctors Without Borders or whatever, if they can't send an email at 9 p.m., mm-hmm. I don't well, know. I yeah, the shitty. things that go on with these companies don't really work f- during regular business hours. They, you know, they work whenever, like, something gets brought up. Like, there isn't a 9 to 5 shift where, like, these companies get all of their business done. It's really just waiting until, you know, something is relayed back to them and then they start working on it then. Andrew's like, no, fuck it. I still don't want to send an email. <laughs> I still think that work, work-life work balance is important. <laughs> oh, it totally is. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll add some exceptions here or something for for globally connected companies, as you guys say. But for then podcasts. It's like, what's, for podcasts, yeah. Yeah, but mm-hmm. we have less than 50 I mean, employees, so we'll be okay. Maybe people will circumvent it by, well, first of all, how are they going to find out? 
they gonna be is France gonna be watching your email for for things going in and out? That seems like <laughs> that's true. How are how would they enforce this? It's probably a human resource kind of situation where like an employee goes to HR. Yeah, oh, my boss sent me an email at eight fifty last night. Maybe they'll circumvent it by like talking over the phone or or fax or telegram or. I don't know. Something. They'll What's that? I don't know. I, th- <laughs> I think they should just really focus on like sexual harassment in the workplace or something else than sending emails or talking about work outside of the business hours. Like, isn't that what people do when they coworkers do anyways, when they go out to have a drink after work? All they do is bitch about work. True. True. Ugh. Anyways. All right. Moving on to the most important stuff this week. Um, Thomas Manning of Halifax, Massachusetts, is the first man to receive a penis transplant in the United States. Nice. We did it, guys. We did it. Well done. Go team. Um, Manning lost his appendage from cancer, penile cancer, a couple years ago, but is now in remission, and he is the third man in the entire world to have the experimental surgery performed. The 15-hour operation involved more than 50 doctors from many departments, including urology, psychiatry, plastic surgery, and, and some other sh- shit. The donor was re- was a deceased man who volunteered his body to science before his death. But um, Mr. Mannings uh, wanted to speak publicly about his experience, so it so he'd hope it could remove the stigma of genital injury and inspire other man other men to remain hopeful about recovery. His transplanted penis currently has good blood flow so far and shows no signs How'd of rejection. How did he find out? Um, you know I how he found he out. I saw it. There's 50 <laughs> people looking at his junk, so I think I think he's got enough eyes I on it. I think Matt did an investigative report on this. <laughs> I did, actually. I have some numbers if you guys want some. He got up close um, and personal. Yeah. But the thing I found out about this, too, is that even if, like, everything goes according to plan, like, you know, his junk doesn't get rejected, his new junk, um, he has to take, like, medication every single day to keep that from... Falling off? Yeah. Yeah. Or that and and other things, (laughs) like, like, uh, infection and and stuff, like, there, like, he, it's almost kind of like... Like HIV medication, where you have to like take it literally every single day to keep yourself from from dying. Well, you have to do that anytime you get an organ transplant. You always have to take anti-rejection drugs. So in that regard, oh, that this is, is this is no different yeah. than getting a heart transplant. It really isn't. You know how you go to like a really nice jewelry store and they're showing you the jewelry, and the girl behind the counter puts on like these velvet gloves to hold the jewelry with right Mm -hmm. i imagine at some point in the near future his wife will have to do have those gloves to show his or to touch his penis i imagine her like putting his new dick on like this velvet pillow and being like and this here is our crown jewel this is our new penis in the family like i would be terrified (laughs) that it would just like snap off in the middle of sex or something well, they're saying that, you know, if all goes well, he would be able to have, like, you know, sex. Well, I would hope so. He would so. be able to use it. Um, he still needs to, he still needs to urinate, though. Like, that's one of the <laughs> baby steps. That's but not important, really. What, what I find also interesting about this is that it's not only increasingly, like, you know, rare to have this kind of procedure because it's very experimental, but 
it's also incredibly difficult to get a donor for a for a penis. Yeah, because no one's like, hey, yeah, take my dick when I die. This goes this goes back to what we were talking about, organ donation. Uh, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't know, a month or so ago. Um I mean does this count? Like when you're checking that little well, box? The, yeah, no, it doesn't. It's different. When when a fam when a when when a person dies, the family is asked um to give permission. Like they're saying like so and so gave permission for uh for his organs. But a separate question has to be asked about his genitals. It's not part it's not part of the same category. Interesting. So yeah, so it's it's actually a touchy subject for some some family members where especially like their their partners where they it's kind of like a psychological um it's it's like a psychological fight to be okay with allowing your loved one to donate their their junk, their penis or vagina. Listen, I mean, if there's any part of your body that you want to go on after you die, would it not be your dick? Yeah, I was just about to say, Laura, if anything happens to me, you can have my puss. Yeah, especially <laughs> especially when guys are very, I mean, I, I mean from from the internet, I can only speak for myself, but a lot of men are very proud of their dick. <laughs> my question is, did he get a larger dick or a smaller dick? It'd be interesting if there was like a catalog <laughs> that you could pick from. Yeah. Yeah, shop around. Uh yeah, and there's a woman Holding each dick with velvet gloves. <laughs> and she's showcasing them to you. Let the wife pick. Was he married? The wife yes. should pick. It would okay. also be is, interesting. I mean, is he, he's it would also be interesting technically if, jerking someone else's dick. Yeah, it'd be interesting if the Go dick ahead. were from somebody of a different race, too. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be so cool. <laughs> Do I mean, imagine writing about that on your OkCupid profile. I wonder how that really works, because I wonder how like like race really plays into... Like appendages and things. Like if there's a, like a different like makeup of cells or something. Well, like no, pigments. I was just more referring to like if there would it be any visible like discernible difference in like skin tone and stuff. Like if this dude was like I don't know. Well, there would be. Yeah, exactly. Like if this dude was like I don't know white and he got like a black guy's dick, it would be kind of funny. Yeah. Do you think he? Do you think of like when do you think when he starts jerking off, he's gonna feel gay? <laughs> what? Why? Because it's someone it's, else's Because it's penis. someone else's dick. Do you think when he's going to like jerk it, he's like, oh god, I guess I'm gay now. Oh <laughs> my god. Stranger gosh. in the tub. Uh I don't I don't know. I don't want to know. I think he's just happy that he has a dick. These are the hard hitting questions that Anderson Cooper should be asking. Only we ask here on Millennial. Millennial. <laughs> you forgot the show for a second, didn't you? No, of course not. <laughs> Um, all right, so <laughs> you're on Mugglecast. Why are we talking about dicks on Mugglecast? <laughs> I don't know why you guys didn't start talking about that Mugglecast a long time ago. <laughs> it's just me. Uh, we did, just not on air. So let's move on now to no contacts. We haven't played this in a while. <laughs> um, uh, how it works is I'm going to play a couple songs, and we have to connect them with the topics we've discussed today so yes. let's start with a quote-unquote new hit <laughs> you obviously are not a fan of this song <laughs> well yeah you're right <laughs> okay this is the new justin timberlake song can't stop the feeling <laughs> i already know what this is. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> 
Alright, Elisa, you please, you go first. This is 100%. I mean, I've got sunshine in my pocket. I got a hard on in my pants. This is for sure the guy with the new dick. Yeah, he's like whipping it back and forth. He's basically heli- <laughs> helicoptering his dick. I don't think Justin spoke about a hard on in his dick. That's not what he said, right? No, it is not. I mean, he might as well have. I mean, all of his songs are about penises, anyways. Why don't we stay on a Justin Timberlake theme? How about this one? We all know this one. Yeah. I mean, really, this one can go with the the penis surgery. Story yeah, that's as well. why I said all of his songs are about dick. I'm bringing sexy back. Yeah. The mother boys don't know how to act. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's special what's behind your back. Yeah. So turn around and I'll pick up the slack. Yeah. Do you guys learn, Elisa? Do you hear this in in your head while you while you were walking at graduation? Um, no, in my no. head I was hearing like cha ching cha ching, <laughs> <laughs> and that cash register was the sound of the school, right? Yeah, correct, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> hey yo, that's fifty grand for a degree. <laughs> oh, it was a lot more okay. than that. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> One more song. Uh, this is not JT, but I would call this guy the next JT, Nick Jonas. This oh. is with Tuvlo. <laughs> Oh damn, oh damn, oh damn, I'm so perplexed with just one breath I'm locked in Oh damn, oh damn, oh damn, I'm so perplexed on that it's almost shocking I know, I know, you know, you're scared, your heart, your mind, your soul, your body they won't, they won't, they won't be careful, but I guess that you don't know I feel at peace when I listen to this song. It's very, very mellow. Okay, so eventually in the song, he's like, close, so close. Da, 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 da. What? Oh, here, I here. literally... What were you going to say, Laura? I literally cannot understand a word he's saying. So the only thing that I can say about this is that the part where he's like, oh, sounds like people in France when they get an email after 5 p.m. (laughs) Well, he starts the song Um, saying, oh, damn, oh, damn, oh, damn. I'm so perplexed with just one uh, breath. I'm locked in to this email you just sent. That really describes perfectly how I feel when my email goes off and I'm home. (laughs) No, this, One, this reminds me of 100%. I, I had a Nick Jonas. I ran into Nick Jonas uh, two months ago at, you guessed it, the Bruce Springsteen concert. <clears throat> I went out for a beer in the middle of the show and I get in line and there's two lines and I look to my left. And there's Nick Jonas standing in line for a beer. I'm like, what the fuck? This is weird. 
And then I tried is to he... Snapchat him, but I couldn't get in at a good angle. You know, like when you try to take a picture of somebody, but you don't want them to know. I do. It Why all don't the you time. just ask him? Because that's weird as hell. I, I don't do that. So I tried to Snapchat. I was so excited. I'd be like, oh, cool. I got Nick Jonas on my Snapchat just in line for a beer. And I couldn't do it. You should have asked him what the fuck he was saying. <laughs> Nick, I heard your new single close the other day. <laughs> Care to uh, tell us what the hell you're talking about? I mean, about? I think that's what it's called. <laughs> Is it about emails? All right. It's time now for Surprise Bitch. I know whatever listener we call is going to be thrilled to hear that Elisa's back on the show. So, Elisa, I'm turning this over to you now. God help them. <laughs> oh, please don't do that. That's a mistake. I've been painting my nails this whole episode, and I think I have, like, a contact high. How's that going? Uh, it's, you know, I it's going. My, uh, it's, it's a little sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> painting nails is hard. I did that for the Beyonce concert, and suffice to say, it was not very pretty. Well, no, I don't Matt. know how you guys do it. And and why did you decide to paint your nails during the show? I gotta budget my time, yo. It's <laughs> how I roll, okay? You going out later? No, I'm going. I, I so in serious. I, I'm going. I'm going to like a big gala tomorrow after work, and some like fancy thing where I'm supposed to pretend that I'm like you know high society. Classy. Yeah. yeah, I have to pretend like I give a shit and I'm real classy. <laughs> okay. And uh, I figured I would not look like trash for it. How many strokes of the brush have you done with your fingers so far, would you say? Um, well, with the nail polish, about two. But if we're talking <laughs> metaphorically here, I mean, quite a few more than that. Give me a number. 69. <gasps> yes. I think we've called number 69 before. Yeah, we oh, have. Oh, you actually... Oh, you were asking me for... <laughs> I was turning that into a game. Hmm, well, okay. If if you couldn't pick 69... <laughs> let's... Okay, not 69. Let's go with 49. Okay, 49 strokes of the brush. Yeah. Caller 49 is Dylan. Dylan also painting their nails. Hello. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Please record your message. When you have finished Oh, that should have been longer. We all have to sing one it. for more options. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we do. Hello. 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 It's me, Millennial. We tried calling, but you didn't answer. Surprise, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Hello from Surprise, bitch. All right, cool voicemail. Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> Sorry we missed you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right, let's try. We have to try one more. Who would have guessed that our that Adele is a millennial listener? <laughs> New rule: We'll leave you a voicemail if you've got a cool greeting. <laughs> New rule. <laughs> Seriously, fucking high right now. <laughs> I've had three nail polish bottles open for the past hour. I'm fucking losing it. <laughs> Let's roll. I'm calling. I'm calling. Hello. Hello, Aaron. Hello. Yes. Surprise, bitch. It's millennial. What's up? Hey. Hey, how are you? Hey. <laughs> Good. Good. Where Where are you in the U.S. of A? I'm in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. What Columbus. 
I know. I know. <laughs> what are you up to there tonight? Uh, mostly just getting over a cold and playing on my computer. <laughs> oh, Ugh, preach. I mean, that's the best thing to do when you have a cold. There's really nothing else to do. So uh, we have everyone on the line here. We've been talking about a few topics, and we wanted to play No Context with you. You know this game, okay. right? Okay. Um, I so think so. <laughs> we, so we play a song, and you got to connect it to, since you obviously haven't heard the show yet, just feel free to connect it to any sort of news topic you know of over the past week. Okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I hope you're an Ariana Grande fan. Oh, my Here's God. Here's her song, Andrew. Dangerous Woman. <laughs> Sorry. It's a hit. Don't need permission, make my decision to test my limits Cause it's my business, God as my witness, stop what I finished Don't need no holder, taking control of this kind of moment I'm locked and loaded, completely focused, my mind is open All that you got, skin to skin, oh my God So, uh... <laughs> How would you connect us to a news story that you've heard over the past week? Uh, I don't know how to connect it to a news story specifically, but it just makes me think of the election and Hillary Clinton. Ooh. <laughs> she's a she's I a bad know. bitch. What, you mean the positively, right? Like like or oh, or are you saying she's dangerous to our country? <laughs> no, no, no. She's just she's being badass, you know? Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. I'm scared of her. She's You're all- scared of her? <laughs> she, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to be on her bad side. No. Oh, that's... yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah. My, my It'd be really p- interesting to see her and Trump go up in a debate. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. My mom and brother went to a, went to a Hillary rally and they, they got, last week, and they got placed right behind her, which was mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. What, um... What 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 area does Columbus in particular lean towards? Do they lean towards left or white? Right. Uh, <laughs> left or white? Probably. <laughs> Both. Probably more left. Yeah. We've got a big like gay community going on here and stuff. Hello. But Ohio as a whole is just kind of a swing. It's, you can never know what's going to happen here. It's crazy. But right. I think, yeah, the Columbus area with all the college students and... Mm-hmm. the the gay community that thrives here and everything. I think it's mostly themes left, to be yeah. honest, if I remember correctly. The gays. Do you like the Ohio? Gays. Did you grow up there? <laughs> I did. I was born and bred, and I only left Columbus to go to college, and that was only an hour away. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a sad Ohioan who's just never left. <laughs> oh, well, that's okay. Oh, if you well. like it there. Yeah, I love it. We have... Weather that I don't feel like it's going to kill me, so mm-hmm. that's a plus. Wasn't <laughs> isn't the Columbus Zoo pretty popular? I hear it's it, like one of the top zoos in the entire country or world or something. Like it's really prestigious. I mean, I'm a little biased, but I think it's pretty popular. <laughs> it's about ten minutes away from my house, so mm-hmm. that's great. So what do you what do you like to do in Columbus? Is there like something in particular? Do you, do you hang out in the gay nightlife there? Not much. I'm not much of a nightlife person. I'm so boring and old. Um, <laughs> my husband's a really big foodie, so we tend to check out a lot of the food that hangs out around here. There's a lot of really good food, and there's what, a lot of... What's, like, Ohio's poutine? Like, what's Ohio known for? <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
that Ohio is known for anything <laughs> like specifically other than like Skyline Chili, but that's more Cincinnati. Um, Skyline Chili. But like in Columbus, there's a lot of different like ethnic groups represented. So you get, you mm-hmm. know, there's German Village, you get a lot of really good German food and cool. we've got gastropubs and Very cool. tons wanna, of different Asian food and stuff. I want to ask you about penis transplants. Um <laughs> I should explain a little bit. We just talked about this story. This uh, this guy in Massachusetts just got like the first ever penis transplant in the United States, and we were talking like, uh-huh. how does how does that work for his for his wife? Right? Like, is she gonna feel like she's cheating on him? Is he gonna feel like he's jacking off another guy? Like, what's 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 the upshot here? Uh, do you have any Do you have any thoughts on this? Uh-huh. I think this is a serious question, guys. This is, no, this is a serious. Is... Listen, this is an investigative fucking report. Oh, okay. Matt went in person. Matt went to Massachusetts in person to check this dick out. So, mm-hmm. it's oh, not bad. Gosh. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. It's a plus. I mean, I think that would probably be a little weird for his wife, at least the first couple times. Yeah. You think you know? Well, he's actually single, so he is really uh, well, excited to you know get back out there. You right. get back well, out there. He's with got the nothing dude. to lose, right? I mean, I mean he's lost enough. Like, <laughs> How would you react, though? How would you react if you're on a date with somebody and they're like, P.S., I have another guy's dick in my pants? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't I, even know date... if I could react to that. That would probably, probably just be one of those, like, stare and blink and just be like, okay. like <laughs> It's not something you would put on, like, a Tinder profile. No, but that's what I'm asking. Is like, uh, what what date number do you reveal that? Is it date number two or date number twenty two? <laughs> I mean, definitely not date number one. That seems like you know, yeah. at least get a couple dates under your belt before you decide to reveal what's in your pants. Regardless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like you. You know, classy. I would be okay with it. I would honestly just not tell them and see if they notice anything different. Laura, you're okay with what? Learning that somebody has a different dick on the first date. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> or we know. know as, like, all right. <laughs> would you be well, well argued. <laughs> I mean, just, if it did work and everything was good to go and all the plumbing worked, like, would you like feel like scared that you might break it off? Yes, absolutely. Yes, because there is no. like that little hesitation. Like, uh, you know, it's not you know really part of. It didn't grow with age or anything. It's, it's like a th- it's a third party in there. <laughs> I mean, it definitely grew with age, just not his age. I mean, with his. I mean, God, you, you know Whatever. what I mean. Whatever. I am okay. This has gone off the rails. You Thank know, you I just I feel like any medical doctors that we have who listen to the show are probably unsubscribing right now. <laughs> no, I think if anything, they're just driven to try to. Inf- inform us like I have so many more questions <laughs> well um, Aaron I'm I'm sorry for these people I'm very sorry um, you know what I listen to the show for a reason that's for these, <laughs> these wonderful conversations okay good good <laughs> maybe ask your husband you know what what would what would what, yeah what would, would you be do? comfortable if if don't like donating your husband's penis for <laughs> um for for benefit for his organs and stuff I mean god forbid anything happened because some families actually Christ don't Matt. do it. No, but I, we did talk about this. Like pa- families don't w- wouldn't uh, actually be okay with that, but they'd be okay with like lungs and livers and stuff. Like, why is it any different? 
Maybe it's not. I mean, maybe it's not. I wouldn't say it's any different. It's just like, you know, people donate their skin and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'd love to donate mine. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> we'll remember <laughs> that. We'll remember that. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you so much. No problem. <laughs> Have a nice day. Oh, good. And we'll talk to you Yay. later. Thank you for Have your Have a good day. night. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> night. Bye. Bye. She was sweet. I heard people pouring something at the end of that call. Was that Aaron or was that you You people? It was probably her. <laughs> she was like, oh. She probably... How did I... Why did I sign up for this? I need a yeah, drink. probably taking shots. <laughs> you know what just occurred to me? Okay, I have a question, Andrew and Matt, for you guys. Uh-oh. Um, mm-hmm. Something... No, so like, I'm ready. In a hypothetical situation, you've lost your dicks. And the doctors come to you one day and they're like, we found a dick. And it's all yours. We're just going to put it on. Um, the only thing is, it's the dick of an 80-year-old man. Would you take it? <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. 80 years old? No. Why would you? Why not? Because it's 80 years old. I mean, no offense. It's just it's just a lot older than my the rest yeah, of my but, body. But 80-year-old men can still have sex. I I know, I know, but still, I don't know. I'm not comfortable with that personally. So oh, I would definitely do it. So that wraps up today's episode of Millennial. I uh, just want to plug a couple things. Our website, of course, millennialshow.com. Uh, our Patreon. How could you forget our Patreon? We appreciate pledges. Two dollars a month, five dollars a month. Five dollar pledges will get you access to After Dark. And by the way. When you sign up, you're going to get access to all the old After Dark installments, not just the new ones. So if you sign up today, you are going to have a lot of stuff to listen to, including our most recent After Dark, not including the one we're about to record right now, but our all pizza episode. Elisa, it was such a bummer you missed that. We talked about pizza for like 30 minutes. Our our mouths were watering by then. I don't know how you accomplished that. That's some kind of like Pulitzer Prize winning shit. Oh, thank like, how, you. How do you talk about pizza for 30 minutes? And, and Surprisingly, it was easy. Like we had to stop. Yeah. You know, when you talk about something you truly love, it just flows, flows out. Mm-hmm. We actually got a review I wanted to read here on the air. It was from Jeremy. He said... This was dot, 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 something. So as you can see, <laughs> everybody is raving about our pizza oh, after dark A little special. preachy, but yeah, it was yeah, nice. A little preachy, a little preachy. To wrap up the show today, I thought I would search Spotify for the word penis. I feel like that's been a hot topic this episode. Mm-hmm. There's a song here called Detachable Penis by <sighs> King Missile. Oh my God. Serendipity, like, it's perfect. Yeah, I'm really afraid to click play i have no idea what to expect i have no clue what genre it is i hope it's country (laughs) coming up in today's after dark we're going to do a uh, ama in our facebook group we asked our listeners to submit questions we said we'll pick the 10 10 of the first 15 i've got some really really great ones so we're going to answer those in today's after dark installment like what? Give us a give us an example of what we're facing here, because I haven't looked at them. Oh man, I shouldn't talk about some of these while Mike is home. Where's <laughs> the where's the str- where's the strangest place you've had sex? Oh, let's do this. <laughs> that was the first question that came in <laughs> from That's Sarah. Just, oh man. Yeah, I have an answer for that. Our people know us. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. I'm Laura. And I'm Penis. I mean, Matt. I'm Matt. <laughs> Here's Detachable Penis by King Missile. <laughs>
Okay, it's like rock. I love it. <laughs> I'm gonna Ooh. laugh if this is like my new song. It's <laughs> fun. I woke up this morning with a bad hangover. Oh, yes. And my penis was missing again. This happens all the time, it's detachable. <laughs> This comes in handy a lot of the time. I can leave it home when I think it's going to get me in trouble. Or I can rent it out when I don't need it. But now and then I go to a party, get drunk, and the next morning I can't, for the life of me, remember what I did with it. First I looked around my apartment and I couldn't find it. So I called up the place where the party was. They hadn't seen it either. I asked them to check the medicine cabinet because... For some reason, I leave it there sometimes, but not this time. Guys, we can make a song like this. This is so easy. Some guy's talking through an entire song, and the other three of us are just singing some stupid phrase. Detachable penis. Detachable vaginas. Elise is just speaking monotone through the whole song. I woke up and my detachable vagina was missing. We need to do this, seriously. We really should. <laughs> it doesn't end, he just keeps talking. And ate breakfast. 